Welcome to the Closing Culture Podcast. I am your host, Sean Slaughter, real estate agent and investor. This real estate podcast goes on top of the roof, behind the wall, and under the flow to show you how real estate really works. Today, I want to talk about the seven steps to buying a home. And when you're buying a home, many people only buy a few homes in their lifetime. Three, sometimes two. There are those that you know, their parents bought a home and they lived in that home forever. That was their only home. And so most people are buying two to three homes in a lifetime. But when you're dealing with a real estate agent, a mortgage lender, title companies, they are literally doing transactions with homes every single day. If somebody's buying three homes in a lifetime, a real estate agent may have sold five, six, seven homes that month, whether it's on the seller side or the buyer side. So it's very, very important that as I discuss these steps, it's very important to have a good team. A good real estate team has people who are friendly and willing to coach you, who are very, very knowledgeable and honest, and who communicate well together. Any real estate transaction that I've seen that's gone bad is typically because one of these three things were out of whack. And any real estate transaction that I've seen flourish and go well is because these three things all flowed smoothly. All right, so let's dive into steps, the seven steps to buy a property. Number one, find a mortgage lender and get pre-approved or pre-qualified is the actual term. What does this mean? First of all, I personally like mortgage lenders over using regular banks. This is a number one question I have all the time. Hey, Sean, I have a bank, you know, Wells Fargo or Langley Federal Credit Union or whatever your bank is. How come I don't go to them for a mortgage? Um, I bank with Langley, but I would not get my mortgage from Langley simply because I'm not going to get the best customer service. In my opinion, and what I found is that these banks have so many things going on. So many savings accounts and checkings accounts and CDs and business accounts that the mortgage process is just another product and you need somebody that's a little more flexible. Mortgage lenders, particularly local mortgage lenders, meaning that you can drive to the person's office or you can see them in person at Starbucks, are the best because all they do is mortgages. Additionally, there are uh, mortgage lenders are required to have more qualifications than your mortgage lender at your bank. All right. So they're a little bit more educated in what they're doing than your mortgage person at your bank. And getting a pre-qualification does not mean that you've been approved for a loan or pre-approved for the loan. They basically take basic documents like your W-2s, um, your tax returns. They look at these. They're looking at your credit score, your debt to income ratio, and they're basically doing a a precursor review and saying, "Okay, we think that this person pretty much has all the pieces in place to get qualified for a loan. All right. Now, once you submit an offer, you're going to go through this process to getting fully approved. And I've never really understood, you know, the lender that I use. Um, I use two or three, but the one that I use, you know, if there are 20 documents that are required to get you approved, you know, he's collecting like 
10, 15 up front so that you don't submit an offer and then get disqualified for a loan in the middle of submitting an offer. It's very embarrassing. It's happened to be before. It's very disheartening um, for the client because they feel like they're about to get a house and they've, you know, ratified the contract. They're doing the home inspection and all of a sudden it comes back that you're not, you know, you're not qualified. So a good mortgage lender, all mortgage lenders are not the same. Um, a good mortgage lender will really get you a long way. So that's the first step. Second step, find a realtor and start looking for homes. Now, these two steps are interchangeable. You can either find a mortgage lender first or you can find a realtor first. If you find a realtor first, a good realtor is going to tell you to go to a mortgage lender first. And the reason I say they're interchangeable because many realtors, they go through many mortgage lenders. And so they know how to work with the ones that will serve you best. And they stay away from the one and they stay away from the ones that are trash. So either find a mortgage mortgage lender first and get pre-approved or find a realtor who will recommend a mortgage lender to get pre-qualified. The reality is this. You cannot start looking for homes before you get pre-approved. OK, you cannot look for homes before you get uh, pre-approved or pre-qualified. Unlike when you go to a car dealership and you want to take the car for a spin, let's just say you walk in a car dealership and you have no money and you take three or four cars for a spin. And then at the end of taking those three, three or four cars for a test drive, the salesman says, you want to buy a car? And you're like, no, I ain't got no money. He's going to be really, really mad because you wasted his time. Well, what that pre-qualification does is that Instead of, you know, a real estate agent driving you around and showing you homes, this pre-qualification does one of two things. Number one, it makes sure that you can get a loan for a home. Number two, it tells you and the real estate agent your price, your home price. So if you're driving around without a pre-qual and you're looking at $400,000 homes and it comes back that you can only, um, the mortgage company is only going to loan you three fifty, dollars then you've wasted time and you've set your expectations unrealistically high. And sometimes uh, it's hard for clients to recover when they have such high expectations and realize that their money will only go so far. Number three, after you've been searching for houses, you're going to put an offer on the house. Depending on different markets, your real estate agent is going to give you different advice. During the pandemic, you were bidding, you, were, you had to outbid five, six, seven other people. And that means that you were offering additional money, you were bypassing home inspections, you were doing all kinds of crazy stuff to get this house. Now we're in more of a regular market. And so your real estate agent will know the value of that house. They'll know what is a good offer. They'll know which things to ask for, such as a home inspection, a termite and moisture inspection. They may ask the seller to pay for a warranty, but that real estate agent is going to put that offer together. And most real estate agents do this so many times. A good real estate agent that's been doing this just for a few years should know how to write a good offer. If you're working with a new real estate agent, and I would say a new real estate agent is somebody that's been in for a year or less, uh, make sure they have a mentor. 
so that they can run all the documents by. There's nothing wrong with a new real estate agent. Just make sure they have a mentor. If they don't have a mentor, run. Okay, run. Um, you can also check their reviews. If you want to know how to find a real estate agent, you can ask friends. Of course, word of mouth is the best. And pretty much everybody, everybody knows a real estate agent. Real estate agents are literally a dime a dozen. Number four, all right? So I've put a couple of things in number four. And the reason I put a couple of things in number four, because these things happen, once you ratify that offer, these things happen within the first um, like two weeks. So number one, you're gonna submit your earnest money deposit to the title company, all right? And your real estate agent should already tell you how much that earnest money deposit is. Here in Virginia, on average, it's about 500 bucks, but it could be anything. It could be $100, it could be $1,000. But this earnest money deposit is basically I'm putting my money where my mouth is so that if I pull out for no reason, I lose that money. So you're going to submit that to the title company. We'll talk about title company in a second. You're going to get a home inspection and you're going to pay for the home appraisal. All right. So what is a title company? A title company does um, three main things and they're a huge part of this um, transaction. They're just as important as the lender if not more. Number one, they do a title search in your house and they make sure that the owners own the house and that they can sell the house to you. I've been in situations where a title search was done and the owners own, and the owners only owed 95% of the house because a piece of the house was not uh, deeded correctly, which is a mess. And so they make sure that your house can be transferred to you free and clear. Number two, they also do settlement services. Now, the settlement service is a separate service, but these are all the different pieces that it takes to close the transaction. Also, many title companies will offer settlement services. Now, settlement services are all the services that it takes to close your loan. And many title companies do both of these. Um, I work with one or two title companies that this is what they do. They do title and they do settlement services. Can you have a separate title company and a separate Settlement service company, sure, why not? Um, I just like keeping everything under one. And then a the third thing that your title company will do is offer title insurance. So let's say that they do a title search and they've deemed that this house is um, free and clear to be transferred to you. And then somebody, you know, 10 years down the road comes and says, hey, this house, this part of the house is in my name. I have the deed. It was, you know, the, the deed is not in your name. It was not passed down correctly. What that title insurance does, you send that person, that person that comes to your house, you say, hey, call my title company or you call your title company and your title company will handle that situation and make sure that any part of the home that is not deeded correctly in your name will be deeded in your name. All right. So title companies are a vital, vital part of this process. We're still under number four, the home inspection. Your realtor will have a home inspector or home inspection company that they work with. You can always choose your own, but um, I would ask your realtor because he has a good relationship with a company that um, has good customer service and is going to be honest with you about the house that you're buying. And then as far as the appraisal, this is something that your mortgage lender is going to order. All this stuff typically happens within the first two weeks. And what the appraisal does is the lender is going to loan you money. They want to make sure that the house is worth the money they're loaning you. If they loan you $300,000, 
the appraiser is going to go out and say, yes, this house is worth $300,000 or more. If that appraisal is low and it comes below $300,000, let's say $290,000, then your mortgage company is only going to loan you $290,000 on that house. Okay. But that appraisal will happen. You know, at, so once you put that offer in and, and uh, that offer gets ratified, meaning that you, the buyer and the seller agree that you're going to do business together, that earnest money deposit is typically due within two days. That home inspection is typically due within seven to 10 days. And that appraisal generally happens as the home inspection completes. Some lenders will order it right away. Some people wait for the home inspection just to make sure that um, you know, you're going to move forward because the home inspection is one of these areas in the home purchase that even though you signed the contract, if you're not satisfied with the home inspection, you can walk away and get your deposit back. And all it's going to cost you is the amount of the home inspection. All right. That's called a contingency. The home inspection is your first contingency that you run into with a purchase. Five. After your home inspection, you're going to sign and you're going to ask for repairs. You're going to negotiate repairs on a document that we call the PICRA, the Property Inspection Removal Contingency Addendum. Once you and the seller have agreed, hey, these are the repairs that you're going to do. These are the things that, that you guys have promised to fix. Then your lender is going to start asking you for more documents. All right. Because now we have to get you from pre-qualification to being pre-approved to being fully approved. All right. So submit these documents on time. The later you submit these documents, typically that purchase, uh, that, that purchase agreement that you submitted that offer for the house, it has a closing date on it. And if you plan around that closing date, but you're not submitting documents on time, then you're not going to make that closing date and it'll probably close later than that date. So submit the documents on time. Number six, you're going to do a home walkthrough. All right. Now, I probably should have said this up front. It takes about 45 days for a house to close from the time that you submit that offer. OK, so just like number four, your EMD, your home inspection, your home appraisal are within the first two weeks. Submitting those remaining documents are going to happen over weeks three, four and five. Right. And if it's 45 days, let's just say it's going to take, you know, six weeks to close on a home. Your walkthrough is probably going to come uh, the day before you close or the week of the closing. So week six, you do a walkthrough. And what you're doing is you're ensuring two things. Number one, all repairs have been completed. Number two, everything that was there, like a ceiling fan, is still there. You don't want a seller to... You know, you walk through a seller's home and you see some nice ceiling fans and then you come back for the walkthrough and the seller has replaced those ceiling fans with some Walmart ceiling fans. You do not want that to happen. So. You're going to do the home walkthrough. And then lastly, number seven, you're going to arrive at your title company because the title company is where you're going to sign the final documents. Um, your real estate agent should be with you at the signing. I like being there with my buyers. I have some kind of basket to give them. It's it's a congratulatory moment. So your real estate agent should be there with you with congratulations, with gifts and hands and with the keys to the house, the most important thing. And you're going to sign the fi final papers and get the keys and move on with your home. If you ever have any real estate questions or you want some uh, real estate advice, hit me up. 
Sean at SeanSlaughterHomes.com. And I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Thank you so much for listening to Closing Culture. Be good to yourself and to someone else as well. 